0: All right, welcome back to the big program just after 9 o'clock on Sports 1440. Kevin Curious with our Wednesday co-host, David Schlemko, powered by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for over 40 years. Check out cougarcollision.com. Good morning, Schlammer. Morning, Kev. How are we doing? Oh, doing great. And this You've made it to the mall two days in a row here. What's going on?
1: I have. Duke <laughs> was selling me out, hey? Eh? Duke, he <laughs> sold you down the river. So you were in the mall that has it all? I was. Yesterday, doing a little
0: shopping for Valentine's Day.
1: I was. Gotta yep. get in the good books, oh, you know? Oh, boy. Buy yourself a couple of mistakes down the road.
0: <laughs> that's all. That's what it's all about. Like, think <laughs> about Speck taking Shelka out this like tonight. You know, to the Oval at Vic. Oh, you know,
1: romantic. Oh,
0: yeah. I said to him, I said, uh, "You're gonna have like rose petals on the ice." Oh, and he goes, "The only red it'll be on the ice will be my blood, buddy, when I fall." <laughs> 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 How it got brought up is he's he he said, "Where can I take my skates to get sharpened?" No. And we had a text, IMAX says, don't get your skates sharpened to go out on the outdoor ice. No. You know, could you imagine Speck? Now he's just going to dig right You're in. Digging in, yeah. Toe picking everywhere. What do
1: you have planned? That's a better question. Me? Yeah.
0: Well, I already did. Like I had everything ready this morning before I left at six o'clock. Wow. I had a nice little card out for Laura, beautifully written, nicely worded. Wow. You know, and L- then, you know, that's his part, because I mean, yeah, I mean, no, I'm the lucky guy, but you know, are you, are you, are you a big Valentine's day guy or like, did not have really, you ever, no, <laughs> I'm sure you've forgotten it some days.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, over the years, there's been a lot of Valentine's days. I'm not home. Right. Yeah. Just exactly. Flowers in the mail or yeah. delivered our, to the a phone to the call
0: is just fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's overrated. But uh, we wanted to mention today, though, that uh, it's Valentine's Day heart-shaped pizzas from Boston Pizza. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people get on that. And Boston Pizza has been such a – you know, a lot of people, maybe they don't know, but Boston Pizza technically originated in Edmonton and northern Alberta. That's where it grew into a worldwide company. I didn't Uh, know that. Yeah, I mean, you can go back into the – and I've been – I've had close ties with the people at BP going back to when I got here in 98 because we used to do a half an hour show every Thursday night.
1: Right. I remember that. Yeah,
0: ITV to Global. And it was at every Boston Pizza. And I remember when I started in 98 because the guys that got here before me, guys like Dutchie and Perry, they were doing them. But there was only like. I don't know, six to eight Boston pizzas. Really? You know, th- this is, we're talking in the mid-90s. And then it grew and grew and grew, and Boston pizza turned out to what, you know, it's just a worldwide brand now.
1: Yeah, but, there's some in the states. Oh, they're, they're just at, called Boston's. So. Yeah,
0: they're everywhere. And, but now, well, I shouldn't say now, by the end of the, when we finished the show run in, what I can't remember the year, there were 34 or 35 shows that we did every Thursday so it started so early in the year it went for like five six months because there were that many Boston pizzas and we went to Grand Prairie went to all over the place with Tasquin had some fun there things you know but Boston pizza just does an amazing job um, raising money for charities and right. they have a community presence so if you're looking for something uh, grab one of the uh, Valentine's Day Heart-Shaped Pizzas from Boston Pizza it supports local charities in our community uh, it's today uh, one dollar from each pizza uh, including the Heart-Shaped Pizzas will support community charities across Canada and uh, also you can make a donation if, uh, for a paper heart if you so choose to but again you're, you're getting a quality pizza and and uh, check out Boston Pizza if you need something for today for a meal or whatever. And it's always jam packed today because oh it's yeah, a, it's a big always event. It's
1: packed in there. And uh, who doesn't love pizza?
0: Yes, you know, uh, I, I like the uh, it's the pierogi pizza there.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. it's got some zing to it, the spicy, spicy yeah. little hotness. It's got like the cactus potatoes on there. Yeah,
0: it's a little hotness. Speaking of spicy and hot, and Connor McDavid last night. Oh wow. <laughs> How would you have liked to have been Mo Sider as a young defenseman? I've been in his yeah. shoes. It's not fun. <laughs> and, and, and we were talking about it. And I think up until up until the third period, I think Mo Sider did a pretty good job. I mean, on the second goal, the second assist—that's the Bouchard goal—that yeah. Connor had a real strong battle behind the net and got it to Ryan Nugent-Hopkins to Bouchard wide open in the slot.
1: Oh, there's a Holloway
0: tap in there. Yeah. the, the No, that's early. That Holloway tap in was later. Oh, that, okay, that was later.
1: Yeah. So that was the- Oh, the one in the slot. Yeah, that okay, was the there.
0: Bouchard goal yeah, earlier. Yeah. But the Holloway the tap in was a minute into the third. So that's the second time that he really outbattled right. Cider. That was the one that was really noticeable because it was um, well, three, four little stick checks and just continuing on. Yeah, I mean, before we get to cider, I mean, just your thoughts on on Connor. We were talking about it earlier, Slimmer, about you know his the nicest assist out of the six was the, the Vander Kane. I
1: mean, it's it's just unbelievable, right? <laughs> like it's it's one thing to put up six assists, six points, but like they're all like highlight real primary assists for mm-hmm. the most part. It's just it's it's unbelievable what he's yeah. doing. It's not even like a generational talent. He's like you know he's. What he's doing is next to Gretzky, Lemieux, Bobby Orr. It's it's wild.
0: Six hundred sixteen games to reach six hundred assists. Bobby Orr was six oh eight, and you think about Bobby Orr. I mean, some people call him still. You know, he's on the Mount Rushmore because of how he played at that era. Limited amount of games. He's a defenseman, and yeah, (laughs) you know, wins 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 the Norris, wins the Art Ross. I mean. I mean he was I mean, absolutely McDavid. amazing.
1: It was unbelievable. I mean, that was a it was a weird game to watch, honestly.
0: Well it could have been <laughs> five three six three Detroit after forty.
1: Oh yeah, easily. Could've yeah. I thought maybe six or seven even. Uh Skinner was unbelievable. Yep. I think uh I mean after watching that game, it's I keep I sound like a broken record on this show, but I if you don't think we need a D over some offensive depth after watching that performance, mm-hmm. I mean I don't know. I thought I gotta I gotta give DeHarnay some props though. Okay. I think uh, I think he's been unbelievable lately. He's been the Oilers' best defenseman in some games, and I'll admit when I was wrong because I was wrong on him. I I did not see him having this kind of a ceiling, like hockey IQ wise, but the way mm-hmm. he's moving the puck, the way he's so confident and using his feet and his long reach and staying up at the blue line now, um, I, I think he's been unbelievable lately.
0: You know, and even for a couple games—not entirely a couple games—you know when they partnered up with Darnell Nurse, I think it was a, that was a successful experiment for those two.
1: But the rest of them, the rest of them so didn't good. work out. <laughs> yeah.
0: So that gives again. We always talk about I right, do it, options coaches. They, that's the one word that they love, where they know okay we can go into this, move this, move this piece here, do this, do that, and you're not worried about what the result might be.
1: Yeah. You know. I mean, it's good. They're talking. I think Louis was talking about it on the broadcast last night. It, it's good to just mix it up and see if different guys have some chemistry together, and you can always go back to Old Faithful, right?
0: That's, you know, when when they did that last night, I think everyone kind of expected it. We talked about it on Monday. The Oilers had a day off after, um, you know, after coming back on on Sunday and and kind of a disappointing uh, performance in LA, and then LA goes into Buffalo, loses seven nothing. Yeah. You kind of go, well, what's going on here? But um,
1: a lot of parody in this lot, league, <laughs>
0: yeah. But I mean, Buffalo. I mean, no one thought LA would, you know, kind of crap the bed like that.
1: Buffalo's kind of a wild card team; you don't really know what you're going to get out of them either. There's a
0: few of them out there. Like <laughs> I was when we looked last night. Not when we when I was looking at the Detroit lineup, and you see the, their first unit power play come out, and on their first unit power play, they have two guys on the fourth line. You know, yeah. So they got Volano in front of the net, and he's you know he bangs away. Sprong banging away in front of the net. They're
1: a fun team to watch. They you got know, some offensive depth, and they're dangerous. They look dangerous last.
0: They night. are. They can be a very dangerous team, but they are a team that's not mature enough yet. And you could see yeah, that in the third young. period. So, if, and they haven't won a lot of close games, they they falter in the third when things get tougher. Yeah, but it's there. You can see things there. What did you think of uh, like Patrick Kane last night? There's times where he wasn't even moving, and he was eluding guys.
1: <laughs> he's so nasty with the puck. Still, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was writing that in a couple of like, group chats last night uh, yeah. with some friends, some hockey guys. It's like he's still so nasty with the puck. Like
0: the one pass, fun to watch. right yeah, the it's one pass to across to Debrinked was, you know, that's that's the, technically the other way around, Connor to Leon.
1: Oh yeah. You know? And it's an absolute laser yeah. sauce that lands yeah. right on the tape.
0: And <laughs> the shot wasn't I mean, it's not like it was a shot short side top or you know it's
1: just a deflection on net, right? Well like, no that's I how mean. Hard Debrin- the pass yeah,
0: was. but De had to fire away pretty quickly oh, and yeah. it kinda went underneath Skinner. Yeah, it just went through him. You know, so it's not like that's because it's the pass is coming so hard. Right. So
1: Yeah, he's uh he's fun to watch.
0: Um They mix the lines up in the third period a little bit again. So what do you think? Was there something? Everyone asks, oh, so what was said after the second period? Do guys just say in the room, is it players say something? Does the coach say something? Is it change? different because they were they were really dominated in the second
1: period yeah I mean I think that period is one where it's so obviously bad that there's not even that much that needs to be said maybe besides boys let's wake the f up we mm-hmm. all we, everybody knows right? yeah we all know let's just go out there and and be better and like you said you're, you're up against a Detroit team that's young and they didn't really have much of a pushback yeah. after the Oilers started off uh, pretty hot there so
0: had to get back to a few texts here. Fat Efron says, "What's your take on Phil Kessel being in Vancouver, skating with the Canucks right now?" Uh, Fat Efron says, "I would rather have Phil than Brown." What is your take on that, Schlemmer? So just wow, starting that's, to that's skate. An interesting take. Tra- right? So he's going to skate. he will work out in Abbotsford. Yeah. I mean, hasn't played obviously all year. Was in Vegas last year. Didn't play much, I think, in the playoffs. Only three or four games. Didn't play the entire... Maybe he played one game against the Olders, but I think he played missed every game against the Olders. Uh, didn't play much in the playoffs, so he's older player, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something you'd be worried about with an older player, right? But a guy like Phil seems to defy logic and physics with his body yeah. <laughs> you know everything. He's somehow can still fly. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit somewhere. Um, over Connor Brown, I I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think Connor Brown, his production has obviously been awful, but I think in his role he brings a lot of good things on the PK, on the forecheck, Um he brings a lot of good things that I don't think Phil's going to bring in a bottom six role. Yeah. I think we've already brought Corey Perry in, maybe the same kind of veteran guy that can bring some offense but fits in a little better with the Oilers.
0: A lot of people talk about Phil Kessel's conditioning uh, over the course of his career. You can't deny his offensive prowess. Yeah. There's no denying the fact that he's been a multiple 30-goal guy, multiple 20-goal guy, twenty goal guy for the bulk of his career, he's played twelve hundred and eighty-six games. He's got four hundred thirteen goals. Last year he played all eighty-two regu- that's the other thing. He barely he, he doesn't miss games. He's, he's healthy. He's he was always right, in. He was right next
1: yeah. to Keith Yandel with yes. that Iron Man streak, right? So, About a thousand games. Yeah.
0: So he's right there all the time. You know he's dependable. I don't no one knows what he's been doing the last two, three, four months. No one <laughs> no one does. But I can guarantee you one thing. If he's going to Abbotsford and he's gonna be putting through workouts right now, he I would bet that he's going to be put through some of the toughest workouts that he's ever had to go through right now.
1: He's going to have to show that he's ready, right? Yeah.
0: And, I mean, i we're, we're talking about conditioning. Um, for him, I think he's one of those guys where timing's probably secondary. He's always had the hands. He's always had the mitts. Exactly,
1: mix. right? But, I mean, there's some guys that have the genetics and are physically just chiseled. And there's some guys that aren't even, they don't even look like athletes. They're just (laughs) hockey players, right? I mean, seriously though, you look at it, look online at the stuff going around about the two best quarterbacks of all time and it's a picture of Brady and Mahomes with Mm -hmm. their shirts off and just a couple bags of milk.
0: <laughs> you know, again, I think he's if he really wants to come back here and and obviously he's going to where he thinks he has a chance to win another Stanley Cup.
1: He wants to go to a winner. Right? So that's Vancouver. Contender.
0: That's a contender. Yeah. But I can't imagine how hard of a workout, how how much he will be put through the paces here in the next few days week or whatever it is. Because that is going to be, for a guy that's his age at 36, he's going to be, He they're going to skate him into the ground here.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll so. be feeling it. That won't be a very yeah. fun couple of days. No, sure.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so we've got uh, an old friend of yours, Bob Ridley, that you uh, organized, facilitated yep. for us. So Bob. legend, Yes. So what was your relationship with Bob back in the day kind um, of thing?
1: Well, Bob started off... Uh, i don't know i will have to ask him either 70s or 80s um doing the broadcasting for the medicine hat tigers in the western hockey league and he also uh, was the bus driver and i think he did that for 42 seasons uh 45 maybe driving the bus and i think 52 uh calling the play-by-play so uh He's just a guy that's got a lot of stories. Um, <laughs> you know, you're a young teenage kid riding the bus and you can't sleep at night. You could always go up to the front and right. and chat Bob up and he'd always have uh, some kind of awesome life advice or story about mm-hmm. Trevor Linden or something from the 80s. So uh, yeah. no, he was a big, big influence on in my junior career and uh, a great man. So. I,
0: it's going to be curious when I ask him who his second favorite Tigers defenseman of all time was. Because <laughs> we all know we, we know it's going to be number one, so.
1: Yeah, probably Chris Russell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, uh, we'll check in with Bob Ridley, former Medicine Hat Tigers broadcaster and... Bus driver, all at the same time. That's coming up. Kevin Carey, David Schlemko on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome Ooh, back man. to the big program. Uh, just before we get to oh, yeah. Bob Ridley, couple of texts coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Can't beat this drum hard enough. Mick has kept texting and texting about Elvis Merzilkins. Mick. The Oilers are not interested in Elvis. Sorry. <laughs> he goes, get a, get rid, get a goalie. Get rid of Jack. Oilers first round at Broberg-Lavoie for Merzilkins. It's a goalie in and Jack out. Merzilkins for Jack. First, Broberg-Lavoie. Then I go get a seventh D-man and we're done. Mick. Okay, Mick. I'm
1: not willing to give up Broberg and Lavoie <sighs> no. for a backup I, goalie. I, I,
0: Elvis is not coming to Edmonton. Elvis isn't worth inquiring about. He's not even on the Oilers' radar. Yeah. I don't think he's good enough goalie to be a backup.
1: And he's, here. he's come out and said he re- wants to be a number one.
0: So so <laughs> no more, Mick. No more. Elvis, yeah. he want, So he's going to come here, and then all, what he's going to do is upset the apple cart, yeah. piss everyone off. He'll probably go out and say, oh, I could play better than Stu. Yeah. Cal Pickard's doing just fine. Yeah, we're good. Stu's playing great. <laughs> the, the goalie situation is finally. Yeah. kosher. So, let's just sleep it. <laughs> it's just fine. And I don't want him on the team.
1: Well, not after like some of the media yeah. stuff. I just don't want him. I
0: don't want him near here. Don't want him close to Edmonton. Sorry, Mick.
2: I guess. Howie uh, how that. Are we winking
0: out with the with Bob Duke,
2: uh, still just trying to get uh, hooked. Schlemmer just talked to him on the yeah. phone, so we're just sort of working on getting him on our line here in the studio, so oh, we can okay. uh, get our chat going. But so, hopefully, it'll be shortly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bob Ridley, only over four thousand games. <laughs> it's, it's a few games. Only four thousand, and I mean, you must have thought, how do you do it? Like when you're. Okay. Well, from Medicine Hat, the closest trip for you would have been, is it Calgary or Lethbridge or what is it? Well, Swift?
1: Uh, Lethbridge and Swifty are both okay. probably about two hours. All
0: okay. right. So those, that, you could, he could do those in his sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I
1: mean, the ones where you're going to like Kootenai or something back in the day where you're driving like six hours. Yeah. Then he's getting there, prepping for the game, calling the game on the radio, packing up, then driving the
0: bus back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most guys – like, most play-by-play guys, okay, that's all they have to worry about, obviously. But most bus drivers, when they drive, say, to Kootenay or whatever, they're having maybe a nap during the game. Yeah. Or, or
1: not driving back. I think you
0: might have him now, Duke. <laughs> uh, he's just phoning and I think Bob's calling in possibly now, right now. So, um, yeah, have, having a nap during the game. Yeah. So, Yes, we've got Bob. We, just got him. we got him. Very good, thank you very much. Um, uh, he's probably, you know, he's only got to catch up about fifty years of sleep. <laughs> yeah,
1: said, said he's retired now. We will, we will come up a little early. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would be sleeping for like forty years after that. Right? Oh, no kidding. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's welcome in our next guest, former Medicine Hat Tigers broadcaster and bus driver. Uh, Bob Ridley. Good morning, Bob. You're with Kevin Carey and an old friend of yours, David Schlemko. Welcome to Sports 1440. Thanks for coming on this morning.
3: Hey, no problem. Thank you very much for having me and uh, hey, looking forward to our little chat here this morning.
0: It should be fun. I guess my first question for you, Bob, is who's your second favorite Medicine <laughs> Hat Tigers defenseman of all time behind David Schlemko?
3: <laughs> oh boy, there's been so many of them and it's It's uh, very, very difficult to uh, put a finger on, you know, your favorite. But, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, Jay Bollmeister, of course, uh, was... Just a a great, great defenseman here uh, for the Medicine Hat Tigers for many, many years. And, uh, you know, we always look to him as being, you know, a leader among the defensemen. So I'd have to say him, along with Chris Russell, of course, he was a dynamic uh, defenseman here uh, for the Tigers, too, as Dave knows. uh, He was a teammate of Dave's here with the Medicine Hat Tigers. So there's so many of them. And, uh, you know, the the Tigers have had such a rich history of uh, great players, both D defense, uh, goaltending, forwards, and everything else. I think something like 800 uh, players have graduated through here since 1970. So wow. it's pretty tough to put a finger on just one favorite because there's so many of them. Hmm.
0: Go ahead, Slammer.
1: So, Bob, 1970, is that when things yeah. got started for you? And so how exactly does, I, I'm sure you've told me in the past, but, I can't remember the exact story. How does this happen (laughs) that you end up doing the broadcasting and driving the bus?
3: Well, you know, I just kind of fell into it because nobody else wanted to do it. But uh, (laughs) doing the play-by-play, I was uh, doing senior hockey prior to that and uh, prior to the Tigers coming into the Western Canada Junior Hockey League, as was called back then. And uh, so I just slipped into the role of doing the play-by-play. Then a couple of years down the road, uh, the Tigers said, "Well, we may as well buy our own bus." But they uh bought the bus but didn't have a bus driver so consequently <laughs> being an old farm boy and everything else uh, they thought well if i could drive a tractor i could drive a bus so i uh thought well yeah i'll help out i gotta go along anyway so that's how it all started
0: did you ha- <laughs> did you have your whatever your class license at that time did you have that uh, bob or did you have to get it or how did that work
3: No, I just, uh, you know, I had to uh, go through the driver's test and everything else to get my class one, and that's what I did, and I've uh, held on to it ever since. So, Uh yeah, no, just because I drove the heavy equipment on the farm, it didn't mean that I could drive a bus, so I had to (laughs) kind of start all over again. So that's how that worked. Oh,
1: that's great. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. In in the early
0: going, that Dave was mentioning there, Bob, in the early teams that you had, guys like Lanny McDonald and and Tom Lysiak and and then Stan Weir, who came up here to play for the Oilers in the WHA. What, what were those early early memories and early teams like uh, in Medicine Hat? Uh-
3: yeah, the hockey was different back then, as you know, and uh, bit. it was a little kind of rough and tumble and everything else. And uh, Lanny was a, a great ambassador, not only for the game uh, in junior hockey when he played here, but also, of course, for the NHL, a Hall of Famer. And uh, he was just an outstanding player. We also had another great one, and uh, Tom Lysiak, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he kind of followed in the footsteps of Lanny. Didn't uh, get the notoriety that uh, Lanny got, but he was a uh, a great linemate of Lanny McDonald's, and then there was Boyd Anderson. And in uh, that particular year, Boyd Anderson scored, what was it, uh, five goals in three minutes, and that still stands as a record here in the Western Hockey League. And uh, Lysiak McDonald got assists on all those goals. So, you know, there's... All kinds of stories like that that uh, came through the ranks uh, during those early years. I should point out, too, that uh, a former Minnesota Tiger, the General Manager of the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Ken Holland, uh, (laughs) he, uh, you know, toiled for the Tigers back in the mid-70s. And uh, he's probably been the most successful Tiger ever with uh, something like uh, five Stanley Cups to his credit. So, you know, I, I just had to mention him as well. But there's been so many great stories that have come through this organization. We could go on for a month and talking about them.
1: Yeah. I'll, uh, I I went to my first uh, Tigers game at Christmas here at the new arena there, Bob. Um, saw the Bob Ridley broadcast booth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, uh, a huge honor for you there and and well-deserved. When did that happen, and uh, how did the ceremony go for you?
3: Oh, it went uh, very, very well. It uh, just happened because, you know, it was a brand-new building, and uh, they were looking for... Uh, a name for the uh broadcast booth and uh you know being that i've been around uh, for a long time older than dirt so to speak they thought they'd honor me by by uh, naming the broadcast booth after myself it's a tremendous honor and uh you know i i really appreciate it and uh We'll see if that, uh, you know, that name remains there for forever, you might say.
0: Oh, I, I think it will. Bob Ridley, uh, former Medicine Hat Tigers broadcaster, bus driver with us, Kevin Carey, David Schlemko on Sports 1440. I, I think a lot of people want to know, Bob, just a simple question. How did you do it? How were you able to drive the bus to, and, and we were just talking with Schlemmer, like maybe to Kootenay for a six-hour trip, then prepare for the game, do the game, load the gear back up and then say maybe drive another six hours back how did you do it and like kind of you know just to because it's such you're talking like 20 hours of of continuous uh focus uh how did you do it?
3: You know, something I sometimes wonder that myself. I was a little bit younger then than I am now. So consequently, uh, it came a little bit easier. But I, it's because i it's something that you have to do. It's a passion. I, I enjoyed both. I, I loved doing the play-by-play with this Tiger Hockey Club all those years. And, and I also enjoyed driving the bus. Uh, not when you had black ice and bad weather and everything else so much, but uh, I enjoyed getting behind the wheel and uh, – Making sure that the guys got to the game safely and got home safely as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I guess it's just just a passion. It's something that I did and I had to do, and uh, I enjoy doing it. So, yeah, that's, that's basically it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, lots of uh, good late night chats with some of the some of those young boys that uh, turned into NHL men. I'm sure as well. Hey.
3: Yeah, there was uh, the guys. A lot of guys, you know, they wouldn't be able to sleep or whatever, so they would come up and chit chat with me. Uh, you know, kind of just to uh, pass the time. And one of those, of course, Kelly Rudy, who is with Hockey Night in Canada, and uh, he he always liked to come up and have a good chat. And you know, other players did the same thing, and I appreciated it because it kind of kept me. Focus on the road and uh, kept me going, you might say. So uh, that was always a big help, and I really appreciated that. And you know something, guys, what it did, it brought me closer to the players, and that's why even to this day, some of the players uh, that uh, uh, came up to the front of the bus and uh, uh, I got to know real, real well, I became kind of a father figure to them and so on, and they're great friends. Uh, right up to this day. So uh, I know like Tyler Ennis, he just yeah. got a hold of me here the other day, just retired, and, and uh, we had a good chit-chat. And he said the best days of his life were the days when he played for the Medicine Tigers in junior hockey. And I've, I've heard the same from a lot of players, like Lanny McDonald. Uh, he mentioned the same thing once to me. Uh, Trevor Linden, the same thing. Just uh, and, and I guess to a young player coming up for uh, major junior hockey, he's a turning point in his life and that's a great thing for them.
0: Bob, what does it mean to you when all these great players, and you mentioned a lot of them, like Lanny and Kelly Rudy, and you just mentioned Tyler Ennis, they, they go out of their way and they give you a call. They want to know how you're doing because you were such a big part of of helping them get to where they ended up to be.
3: You know, it, it, it's like I said, it, it becomes a family when you're this close, and Having traveled with uh, the guys all those years and everything else, and they become a part of that family, and I think that's what it is. It's kind of a family thing, and the uh, I appreciated what they did, what they brought to the game of hockey, and and uh, they obviously kind of appreciate me what uh, I was able to do as well. So, and uh, to me, it it it's 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 been my life and it means a great deal and it kind of keeps me going. I still go to the games here at mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, the new arena and, uh, have a lot of fun in doing so so it's a big part of my life all these kids and uh i still call them kids and they are my family
1: oh <laughs> well, they are they are kids that's for sure Uh <laughs> um, well that's gonna be my last question for you bob um you've you're a busy man for 50 plus years so um you know what are you what are you doing with your free time now i know you still get together with willie for uh pregame coffees i heard but um what else are you getting up to these days
3: Well, not a whole lot. Uh, You know, we've... Just kind of backed off a lot of things. I do a lot of motorbiking in the summertime. And uh, wintertime, I uh, hang out with uh, some friends and uh, go to the hockey games and so on. So it's uh, kind of calm, cool, and collected, Dave. And after all those years of traveling and everything else, I'm just kind of spending time with with the family. So that's basically it. So I've kind of uh, slowed down a little bit, as I say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if there's any slowing slowing down for you, Bob. As we're speaking with Bob Ridley, a former Medicine Hat Tigers uh, play-by-play man and uh, bus driver, the, the, the Medicine Hat teams in the in the '80s, when Trevor Linden and, and guys like that were there, were those those teams probably some of the better teams that you when you watched and did uh, play-by-play? Were those uh, those teams uh, at another level, Bob, or is it kind of all meshed together?
3: Well, you know, every era has a, a different uh, styles of play, you might say. I, I always said the, the game kind of changes every uh, three to five years. And uh, back then in the 80s when the Tigers won back-to-back Memorial Cups in 87 and 88, that was a great team. And uh, they, they could have won in 86 too with uh, the likes of Al Conroy leading the way and so on. Didn't quite happen. Craig Berube actually played on that team as well. Trevor Linden was a Raw rookie in 86 and so on, and they didn't quite make it. They lost out in the league final, but uh, in, the, the, those were great teams. But you know something, when Dave played in, uh, from 04 to 07, I believe it was, the, the, that was a different era, but they, uh, th- those were great teams as well. And uh, it, it seems as though uh, teams kind of go through uh different uh, caliber of play. And uh, the, the Tigers have had their... Share of uh, great players, uh, great uh, dynasties, you might say, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what kind of kept me going all those years. And and I've got some great, fun memories of of some great hockey. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great, Paul. Well, I just uh, I want to thank you for coming on, taking the time. Um, obviously, you're you're a legend in my eyes, and um, all of us uh, Madison High Tigers that have come through. So uh, thanks for your time again, and uh, yeah. it's great catching up with you.
3: Well, thank you, Kevin and uh, Dave. Uh, you know, see, I was thinking about this. I said, you know, it was about fourteen, fifteen years ago. I was looking for an interview with you, and now it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of gone the other way. And uh, I hope I did a good job for you, Dave. I I didn't want to embarrass you at all. So, <laughs> so, so Bob, Bob,
0: when you were trying to to get that going, he just what Dave wouldn't pick up the phone. He was too good for for you now that he turned pro and all that, or what?
3: No, he yeah. just uh, used to hide around a corner. <laughs> uh, I always came up to the
1: broadcast booth at the older, you know, and well, I came back, Bob.
0: You know, uh, I never got to say this to you in person, Bob. But and I, when you retired a couple of years ago, when I was still at, at Global, and we had run stories on on TV about you know your great career in on both sides, I said, I think I really I really believe that the Hockey Hall of Fame should seriously consider you. For, for a nomination because, agreed. Uh, I mean, it's not the NHL Hall of Fame, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame, and it's guys like you, Bob, that um, fostered and, uh, you know, nurtured and, and was that kind of conduit between players, as you said, 16, 17, 18 years old, not really knowing where they were in the world and having the ability to... Pr- Hang around a, a gentleman like yourself uh, to help them to get where they are. And Dave Schlemko is a very good example about that, where maybe, who knows, a conversation here, conversation there, a little tap on the back, a little, uh, you know, maybe something like, you know, maybe Schlemmer, you got to get it going a little bit more. Something like that helps so much to these young players, and you're a big, big reason why a lot of them uh, got to where they are. So uh, can't thank you enough for doing this, Bob. Really appreciate it
3: all right kevin and dave thank you so much and uh hey uh all the best with your new show uh, my, my son he lives in edmonton and uh he's a dentist up there for the Edmonton oil kings and so on he was saying that it's uh, it's a new thing that's happening so all the best with it and uh you know keep up the good work
0: all right thanks, <laughs> thanks bob. bob take care yeah that's bob ridley former medicine hat tigers uh broadcaster slash slash bus driver Uh, Over 4,000 games called for the Tigers, uh, 50-plus years of uh, driving and uh, commentating, uh, doing shows all over, you know, on chat TV and all the other stuff, things down there. So, I mean, again, I I always, I remember when I was lucky enough to ride some buses, I always always gravitate to the front, uh, even though guys sat at the back. Cool guys. Yeah, the, well, they, that's the way it worked. But, you know, on longer trips, you know, you got five, six hour drives, and, oh, yeah. you know, and guys would be sleeping or whatever. Yeah. You would gravitate to the front and just to kind of make sure. And, you know, and then I'm sure back in the day, too, you, you know, at the end of a trip, you're getting the mop out, you're cleaning the bus. You're yeah. Making sure you know you got it, you know, because that's well, a big thing.
1: Definitely, when you got a guy like Bob driving the bus, you're making sure, yeah. he's not lifting a finger. Right? No,
0: that's <laughs> the whole thing. And you know, you know, obviously he's helping unload, but the players are all doing that as well. Yeah. Um. Did Did Bob ever was when you played? Well, it probably didn't happen when you played, but back in the day an old coach might tap the bus driver on the shoulder a couple miles out of town and say, uh pull over pull over here. Right. This is as far this is as far as about twenty guys are going. Oh
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh oh it's great to hear from Reds. So, um, mm-hmm. just it's amazing the memory of these radio guys. It reminded me of Dick Irvin as well. Just, yeah. These guys are just ripping off stats from decades ago, and like, uh, remember it like it was yesterday.
0: Sorry, I missed a couple texts here because we're sort of engrossed in the conversation here. But uh, uh, ask if ask if he remembers Darren Reed, a childhood friend. I went to watch him once in Red Deer. Uh, he had a Gordie Howe hat trick. I, he fought Fanoof. I guarantee
1: yeah. he remembers Darren Reed. I remember yeah. Darren Reed. Yeah. He was just before
0: me. And Joe Daddy said, "I'd love to hear Bob Ridley's perspective on Hunter and Carrick." watched him in 2012-13 thought he for sure he was going to be a good player in the NHL just hasn't worked out but again yeah so many guys I mean he could go on and on yeah on and like it would be never and 50 years <laughs> similar similar to um, Dick Irvin uh, similar we had Brian Conacher on uh, last oh, yeah. week uh, won the Stanley Cup with the Toronto Maple Leafs in 1967 also and again we could have gone on a half an hour Duke with him talking about the 72 Summit Series he was the color analyst for Foster Hewitt in 72 oh, so, and again cool. still sharp but just like Bob yep. Bob is he's remembering guys you know again well I forgot about you know Tom Lysiak you know yeah. talked about you know um, Weir and, and Lanny and that's 71 72 kind of in that area Weir came up here and played in the, for the Oilers and was a pretty good player so, uh, good conversation with uh, with uh, Bob Ridley. Uh, before we go to break, it's time now for the
2: ski report. Here is the Duke.
3: This is the Sports 1440
2: Ski Report. Your Valentine's Day Ski Report for Wednesday, February 14th, brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. Start your skiing journey at snowvalley.ca. Make the ski slopes your perfect date night for this Valentine's Day. Marmot Basin, caring, thoughtful runs with one centimeter overnight, and the Eagle Nest and Tre Hombres areas are now open. Down in beautiful Banff, warm, loving snow has been falling at Sunshine Village with 14 centimeters in the past week, while the sweet resort next door, Norquay has had 13 centimeters in the last seven days. Lake Louise, 5 centimeters in the last two days. And further south, Nikiska, 6 centimeters in the last 24 hours. While the rugged and emotional Castle Mountain Resort, 17 centimeters in the last day. Over into BC, kicking horse, opening its heart to you with 6 centimeters in the past couple days. While Revelstoke, declaring its love with 6 centimeters in the past two days. Fernie, nine over the past 48 hours. Kimberly's piled up five centimeters in the past couple days. And in panorama, the love language they're speaking is written in snow as they received four centimeters in the past two days. All the local Edmonton Hills are in full daily operation and want you to know they really do care because they are your one true love. That is your Snow Valley Ski Report.
0: All right, welcome back to the big program, 949 in Edmonton. Kevin Carius, David Schlemko, with you on Sports 1440. Of course, uh, Schlemmer, powered by Cougar, paint, and collision, our family helping your family for over 40 years. Check out CougarCollision.com. I uh, want to tell you about a big event coming up next Saturday, Schlemmer. Maybe you'll be not sure of your schedule. But maybe you can make a special guest appearance. What do we got? It's a... Uh, the sports fourteen forty watch party. This is the second one we've done. We did the Oilers first game of the year, the Vancouver game. It was uh the home game, not the first not the first game of the year. It was right. the home game uh where well I think it was four three Canucks. I can't remember now. But anyway, we it lost. is yeah, it's the <laughs> yeah, it's the Battle of Alberta watch party hosted by yours truly and the Duke will be there, maybe Schlemmer, Century Sports Bar and Lounge at uh, Century Casino on Fort Road. Here's what's going to happen. Okay, it's the second game of the doubleheader. It's a Saturday night. Second game of the doubleheader on Saturday, so people will be moseying around before. So come on in, 5 o'clock if you're there, have a bite to eat, yada, yada. But we will be giving away two tickets to the Oilers and Flames game that night at 7 p.m. So you come in, put your name in the draw barrel, put it in, we'll draw at 7 o'clock. So hopefully you'll be free to go right at 7. So from 7, you hustle over to Roger's Place from Century Casino. And oh, games the, at 8. The Games at 8. So you got an hour.
1: Win your tickets, head Win right over. Win your tickets,
0: you head right over. So you're oh, going perfect. right to the Battle of Alberta. Should be a great game. Yeah. I mean, Calgary's playing a lot better lately. Yep. Oilers are obviously where they are. So uh, they'll also pick up your sports bar tab. So if you're there, wow. whatever. If you're there like what at 5 deal. o'clock and you figure that you can pump back whatever from 5 to 7. How lucky are you feeling? (laughs) If you think this is your night, they'll pick up your bar tab, plus you will uh, get the two tickets to the game. So then we'll uh, change the draw barrel at 7 and the Duke and I will be down there from 7 till, you know, we'll probably spend a couple periods down there and we'll have tons of prizes. We'll have food, beverage, uh, specials, all on uh, February 24th, Saturday night, Oilers flames it's a sports 1440 watch party come on out and join us i would imagine uh, the king of fort nasty would be there duke what do you think
2: yeah that's a kind of a nice northern uh, northeastern part of the city a shorter drive for the king of fort nasty since he, ever since he stood me up when i was uh, yes. over at the fort sask brew house for thursday night football he did he did didn't he what about the
0: big Sabolia? Will he be making a special guest? That's a
2: good question. The big Sabolia, I think he he might have to loop back around just to um you know lock horns with you again over the uh the state of the Maple Leafs. <laughs> we'll see where they're at another uh, what a couple weeks I guess, week and a half um, following the Morgan Riley suspension. Yeah, he's uh he had a tough time when he took me to the Leafs Oilers game here a few yes. weeks back and. He, huh? he started off so happy with that what it was the Matthews goal like in the first minute of the game <laughs> and pretty much all downhill for the poor kid from there on.
0: How would the big Ceballos feel about the Blues facing no Morgan Riley, no uh, Mitch Marner, no John Tavares last night, and uh, you know the Blues go in there and the Leafs just have their way? The big Simolia's
2: got to be on cloud nine. I don't <laughs> tell you what. I'm not sure if he watched the game. He's in Mexico right now. Oh, Ma- made a four-day-ahead decision to book this trip to go to... A, oh, he had a, fr- a, a friend getting married down there and he originally wasn't going to go, but with the nice weather, his uh, his brother and dad were like, you know what? You can jet off from the farm for, for a week or so. The weather's going to hold up. Uh, we don't... Uh, I think they just wanted him out of the out of the out of the yard for, yeah, for a week or so. Be. Get themselves that cut themselves a break from. Him. So yeah, it was like four days before the the charter <laughs> flight or whatever left. He booked it, had one spot left, and uh, now he's been in Mexico on cloud nine. Watch the Super Bowl from Mexico. Wow, he, he had a spot on a PJ and he wasn't gonna go. <laughs> Not so? a, no, no, no 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 like 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 uh, like those group flights uh, yeah. the like when you the whole thing for these oh, like okay, okay. to the resort you know whatever well hopefully
0: they, we see the big Saboli out there
2: I think I'll drag him out Yeah, first. it's Saturday night what else does I he wouldn't. have
0: to do uh, text 1-833-401-1440 Tiger sent something in about we had a little problems with DVD at the top uh, the show at 7.20 with his, he was in the phone, he was in the Stantec Tower, it wasn't working the best, the com- best connection. Anyway, Tiger says, Duke, I was super grumpy this morning, woke up feeling pretty sick and I was grumpy towards DVD. I shouldn't have been and I apologize for you for having to read it. I don't even know what your name is, I just think it's Duke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out Tiger, for, Tiger. Uh, for owning it up. That's, yeah. uh, that's a takes a big man. <laughs> Tiger comes on the on the, no, on the note of uh, a big man, Kev, uh, as we, polish up our, our kind of uh, first introduction of this big event at yeah. Century Sports Bar and Casino. I just wanted to read this. Oh, uh, this was okay. from Century Sports Bar and Lounge, how they uh, they described it when they tweet, tweeted this out yesterday. Hosted by Edmonton's leading sports expert and radio personality, <laughs> Kevin on Saturday, February 24th. I'll tell you who didn't write that liner. Bob. Jason Gregor. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, fair. That's true. And you know what? We haven't had many
0: uh, comments about our little. How, how about this? Okay, we'll we'll yeah, mention it. Yeah, We, we kind of forgot all about Bob if you're listening, because Bob is wants to do this trivia thing.
1: Oh, all right, right, yeah.
0: So I asked Bob this because Evan Bouchard recorded his 100th assist last night. Okay, 100th. Yeah. In Oilers silks, it took him 233 games to do it. He's the fifth fastest Oilers defenseman to reach the mark. Do you know who the other four are? Do I? Well, I'm sure you know who two of them are. Well, Paul Coffey, obviously. Okay. And then the other guy on the ring, the Oilers ring and Hall of Fame, Charlie Huddy.
1: Okay. Charlie Huddy. So the other two,
0: the other two, one guy just got traded last year. Hmm. Or
1: Matthias Eckholm. Thys- Tyson So
0: Tyson Berry. So that's three. Do you know who the fourth one is? Send us a text. Bob, we need you. 1 401 1440. Maybe Bob has taken three hours to find this on the interweb. That seems like it would be a bit
2: of a tougher stat to dig up. But
1: I don't know. Yeah. Is it Mark Andre Bergman? No. Legend. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know who
2: it is. Uh, I I I was scratching my head. I did kind of forget about it, Steve so I thought Smith. about it. <laughs> no. Uh we better I want I want to see if any 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 texters can guess. I, yeah, shoot us up a text 833 401
0: 1440 That's not a bad That's <laughs> very good. It's 100 assists is a lot for a defenseman, right? So yeah. When you think about it.
1: I didn't have 100. <laughs> I was close.
0: Where were you, 97? Six? Uh, was, we'll figure that out, too. Uh, when we come back, top of the hour, it is in or out? No, it's not Kevin Lowe, Doug. It's not Boris Mironov. Um, oh, when Boris, we, that's a good That's yes. a good one. So yes. was Kevin Lowe? Yeah. You know, so is Kevin Lowe. Uh, when we come back, it'll be are you in or are you out as the techs are flying in and none of them are Bob. Uh, we'll have uh, are you in or are you out with uh, Schlemmer. First up, here's a Sports 1440 update brought to you by the Snow Valley Ski Club. All runs and lifts are open and ready for family fun. Seven days a week, visit snowvalley.ca for details. Here is the Duke.